Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Geary Cast on Sport Direct Radio, the Malaga fan podcast for all the Geary's out there. I am Matt Harrison, and as always, I am joined by Chris Marquez. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing very fine, Matt. How are you? I'm I'm very good, actually. Um, I'm obviously very excited about Swansea unexpectedly getting into the the playoffs, but um, I, I don't know if you're listening, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so they've still got one game to go, so... Thursday, I might be really happy or really sad if you're listening then. And if you're listening next week, they could be a Premier League team. So that's quite exciting. But but yeah, I'm very good. Um, um, away from Swansea and going back to Malaga, since we are a Malaga podcast, um, the players and the staff have all gone on holidays now. I think they've been told to come back. I think 10th of August was the date that was mentioned this week. But there's still a lot of stuff going on at Malaga behind the scenes and it's still very busy. Um, La Rosa Laird has been very busy this week because it's been hosting a couple of the Segunda B playoff finals. So I think we said last week coming up from Segunda B is Lagrones and Cartagena and we've got two more joining us now in the form of Castellon. Castellon. Castellon, I knew it said it wrong. And Sabadeh. Um, are you excited about either of those, Chris? Well, to be honest, <laughs> I don't really follow uh, uh, Segunda Bay. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really mind. They're welcome. We're going to win them. So Yeah, well, I think it's nice in a way because uh, Saladay beat uh, Barcelona B and I'd rather not have a B team in the league. And also, um, I bank with Saladay. They're my bank, so, you know, vamos mi banco. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm happy for Sabadell because uh, their coach yes. used to play for uh, Malaga and I believe he scored two very important goals for Malaga uh, that is most certain definitely yeah. the last one he scored for yeah. Malaga yeah. it was the against Tenerife uh, against Tenerife and it made us uh, get, get us promoted to Segunda yeah. Antonio, he sorry to Primera. Yeah, yeah, he got he scored two goals. I think it was two. I thought was it just one? Um, I was reading about it earlier in the week. Antonio Hidalgo. Um, yes. Yeah, and, and like like I said, it's um they're both two teams actually as well. When I when I've read like lots of like I read quite a lot of Spanish football stuff, they've got a bit of history to them as well. They both played in the top league, so that's you know they their teams are quite interesting. Um, other news from Segunda, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it looks like Deportivo and Fenlabrada, the game is probably not going to happen now, but, you know, I think that's going to be a long summer of... No, uh, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Fenlabrada already said they uh, gave their, give their place away to uh, no, Elche. But they didn't. That was the thing that came out yesterday, was they said oh. that. No, it's, it's confusing because there's been two statements and then Tebas came out um, and said oh, thank you, Fenlabrada, what you've done is really good and stuff. And then they came back and said, whoa, 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 we didn't mean we don't want to play here. And the players said they still want to play here. So I think, I don't think it'll happen, but it's going to be... How can you play a game when 24 players are already infected with uh, COVID-19? It's crazy. That exactly, it, it's just logistically impossible. I've quite enjoyed, um, I know it's Numancia came out with their own, no, yeah, no, was Extra Madura, I think, came out with the idea of saying, well, why don't we just promote the top two teams, so Cadiz and Huesca, and everyone else stay here, no relegations. And I thought, well, Extra Madura, you are going to say that, aren't you? It's like Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's also, I think it's a bit the fault of Depor, who's trying uh, 
who's trying every, in every possible way, every possible little chance they got, they well, they don't have a chance, but every everything they can find where they say, hey, this is a bit crazy, um, let's fight it over. So we don't get relegated. But yeah, but they've we... been in relegation zone almost the whole season. Yeah. But there you go. It looks it looks like Fen Labrada are going to stay in the Segunda with Malaga next season. Uh, we were going to talk today. Today's podcast is actually going to be a bit of an a, a end of seasons awards podcast. So we're going to you know the usual best goal, best player, worst player, best game, best goal, etc. Uh, but we were going to do that in the next part. We were going to go through some of the off field news that's occurred since we last recorded and obviously quite a big part of that is to do with transfers, uh, people leaving Malaga and some potentially coming in. So we'll start with those that are leaving first, Chris. We spoke a little bit about it last week, about Caide Barre going to probably Espanyol, almost certainly, I think. Um, and it's still not official yet, but it looks like it's almost definitely going to happen, doesn't it? Yes, they're still arguing over 500,000 um, uh, euros. Yeah. But it has to happen, I think. Yeah, because I think they've offered one and a half million euros and we want two million, I think, isn't it? Yes. And I think the other issue they've got is, um, I don't know if you've seen what's happening with, in regards of Victor Moreno, who's the well was the Mallorca manager, but is moving to Espanyol, two teams that got relegated and... They're having a bit of an argument about how much compensation Espanyol needs to give to Mallorca. So technically, Espanyol doesn't really have a manager at the moment either. And I think that's stalled it a little bit, maybe. I, I don't know. Yes, because they don't want to get spent money for a player in Segunda Division who is going to, um, who, who's, who won't count uh, for the new uh, 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 trainer, so yeah. for the new coach, for the head coach. So. But, yeah, uh, I think it's logical. But also, I don't know if you saw, uh, Kyrie Barry already has done that thing footballers do where he put on a, like a sort of an image on Instagram of him, like a sort of poster of him doing different things in a Malaga shirt and looking happy <laughs> in a Malaga shirt. And he just put, the only caption he put on it was a blue love heart and it did feel like a goodbye a bit. So I think it's just... Yes, it, because... Two. What I've heard, he already has an agreement with uh, Espanyol, so it's only way. It's, we are, we're only waiting on the on the both clubs to to come to agreement. So yeah. yeah, I think he's gone. He's with his mind in Espanyol already, and that's fine. Yeah, I think that's not a big surprise, is it? Um, one that maybe well, I thought was a little bit more of a surprise, but as I think we've said, the whole squad's up for sale. Really, is um, the talk of Munia leaving has increased a little bit this week? Obviously, Munia won. The Zamora Award for like the best goalkeeper of the year. Well, you was it go because it's not clean sheets, is it? Zamora Award. It's minutes. It's uh, less goals. Yeah, but anyway, that um, he's been linked with a leaving, and the name uh, Real Oviedo has cropped up, perhaps ahead of everyone else. Do you think that's going to happen, Chris? Or what are your thoughts on that transfer in, um, in general? Would it be a massive loss for Malaga? It would be a big loss for Malaga, but and and I think it will happen because Malaga has already uh, has already uh, informed for a new goalkeeper at Valencia. Yes, so yeah, it's a good possibility. Again, Munier, a bit like a couple of them have come out and said, 
And again, what they say is sort of thing you'd expect them to say is he sort of said he would take a pay cut and he loves being at Malaga. But if he sort of said if it helps the club, he's obviously he will go. Um, and yeah, so to be honest with you, like you said, he'd be a big loss. I noticed certainly on the Facebook page when I think you put on there about him winning the Zamora Award and people were sort of like, oh, it must have, you know, there must have been some really bad goalies. If he won it, and I was thinking, no, he's been. I think he's been brilliant. Apart when he makes a mistake, he makes a big mistake. But otherwise, he, I think he's great. He, he makes a few mistakes every season, and that that's his problem. He came for free to Malaga, um, and I think they would sell him for, or they are willing to pay uh, one and a half million euros. Hmm. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, that's yeah, money. that's that's you know, it's a big bit of money for Malaga, and I suppose. Oviedo have had a similar season to Malaga where they're a big club and they've been scared because they almost got relegated too, although they saved themselves at the end. So maybe they are thinking, right, we need to spend some money. And, I, and I also think that our financial uh, status at the moment doesn't allow us to to keep players, I yeah, think. Or even haggle, like sort of try and get higher transfer fees. It's, so, yeah. it's the money's there, it's got to go. And yeah, and as Chris said... Um, We've been linked with one of Valencia's, I suppose, backup goalkeepers. He's only 22, called Christian Rivero. Um, can't say I know anything about him. <laughs> Me neither, only that he would come on loan. And yeah. I, I, I don't like players coming on loan. Yeah, especially... I, I, under, I understand we don't have many options, but he goes in a year. Look at Sadiku. He played a great season, and now we lost him again. Yeah, well... well Sadiku actually, um, I was going to bring him up a little bit later, but now you've said his name. Um, there was an interview with uh, Manolo Gaspar, who is, what would he call him, sport director, I think is his term, yeah, is, is his title? I think yes. so, yeah. Uh, and yes, they asked, um, he did an interview about all our transfers and stuff, and um, I, I really like him actually, because he's, you know, con- compared to last summer where it felt like the club was being quite secretive, I think Gaspar's quite just open and I think I've heard the players say as much as well but he was asked about Sadiku and he said he was not ruling it out and the first part I was like oh maybe it's going to happen and then I don't know he he sort of backed down a bit then so yeah it's it, it's, it's a bit the same situation we had with Blanco Lechuk last summer okay. that uh, he also wanted to come back to Malaga but Malaga couldn't afford it yeah and then going back to the other player that's been linked with a move this week uh well not a move is uh Luis Munez who also come out and said he'd like to stay at the club and he even said that he's waiting for Gaspar to come and have a chat with him almost but I think I can imagine Manolo Gaspar and Jose Maria Munez have got a lot of <laughs> they've got a they've got a lot to sort out I imagine trying to get us under this yes. salary cap so he said he'd like to stay but do you, do you still think he's gone as well? I think he's gone, and I, and I hope he stay. He can stay. We can afford him to stay. But uh, yesterday, um, I saw. I forgot to tell you. Uh, there's a program uh, on one hundred uh, hundred and one TV in Malaga, mm-hmm. and the host uh, said on on Twitter that um, there is a club who is going after um, a youth player for Malaga. Ah, right, okay. Well, and, and do you want to guess? 
Um, uh, Juan Day? No. No, go on. Uh. Ismael Casas. Ah, no, no. Yeah, that was, that, that was the same thing. I, that, that was what I was thinking. Yeah. But yeah, um, well, that, I like, I, I think I've told you how much I like Ismael already. He's also, um, I, I shouldn't really mention this, but when I, when I was playing football manager, and I got sacked from Malaga because I started speaking out to Altani because I was getting angry with him because I got him promoted. I took Ishmael with me to the two clubs after, so so like I feel feel a connection with him because of our football manager relationship. But <laughs> um, I, I, w- I would love to hate to see him go. I would I would hate to see him go. Yeah. And then okay, so they are probably you know as as we said they're the names that have been mentioned this week, but also. I think you know they could. They're all on a transfer list. Really, anybody could go. But going into going towards people that have been linked with incoming, the name that's probably there's you know there's always going to be a lot of names. The one that seems to have been mentioned quite a lot is Alberto Escassi, who played for Numancia, who obviously got relegated. A thirty-one year old midfielder. I think he can play defence too, like Luis Munez. he was and he was in the Malaga youth team as a as a youth player. Um, I don't know if you know anything about him, Chris. Or just he comes from El Palo. He is a right, defensive yeah. midfielder, and he's probably the best option. He's a very very great player. Yeah. If we can sign him, it will be. Mu- I I think he's a much better player than Kaidi Barre. Okay, that that's a big claim. But yeah, I suppose basically we need to steady steady next year don't we and we're going to have a lot of um youth players in the team and he's 31 scored seven goals from midfield last year which you know is more than any of our midfielders scored really apart from adrian if you want to consider him he, yeah he comes he comes from uh, the same uh, area in malaga el palo as manolo gaspar Excellent. and manolo gaspar said um, it's a great player but that it would be financially uh, almost important to uh, almost impossible to sign him. But I think he's Manolo is trying not to talk about trying to um, how do you call it negotiate. Yeah, Arne is negotiating it and doesn't want to say uh, that he is. Okay, so I'll just throw a couple of other names because he's the one that got meant. I just seem to read a lot. Uh, former Malaga Brazilian striker Charles has been linked to is now. 36 and has been at Ibar. Does that transfer excite you, signing a 36-year-old Brazilian striker? Or um, If it was Ronaldo, yes, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes. Uh, how many goals did he score last season? Do you know that? Um, I couldn't. Not many. Um, I think he's... I think there was maybe like 20 across a couple of seasons at Ibar. Um, but he played over 50 games for Malaga, didn't he? I think I saw. And he scored... Didn't I? You know, he scored a few, but yeah, he's he's been linked uh, again. We don't really have a striker at the moment. I think if we sign a thirty-six-year-old Brazilian striker, we need we need someone else as well, because um, we've only really got Julio in the in the youth ranks, really, as the only striker at the moment. Just a couple of other names mentioned again. I don't really know much about these guys, Chris, but Raul Baiana, for who. Again, is from Malaga, thirty-one-year-old defensive midfielder. Where's he playing now? I forgot. I didn't write it down. Well, it was in Greece. That Trimatos. 
My my Greek is not what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, well, my neither. But anyway, he's been linked. And Alexis, someone from Racing Santander. I forgot his first second name. Uh, Alexis Ruano. Thank you. Because obviously they got relegated too. So we're going for the, the cheap option. Ale- Alexis is old. I, I I wouldn't probably go with Alexis, but I like the fact that he, uh, that Manolo Gaspar is aiming for uh, players who have a connection with Malaga or coming uh, from Malaga or already played in Malaga. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a good a good thing for the team. Yeah. If the if the base is uh, is Malagueño or has Malaga history. Yeah, and even like I said, a lot of these players are in their thirties. We are going to be playing with quite a few young players next year, so it seems to be a sensible idea that you know the majority of these young players are going to be from Malaga too. So yeah, if if we haven't got the money, we may as well try and get people who actually care about the area and the club, um, and we might not have the quality, but try and maybe buy the the heart instead, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's. Um, is there any other sort of transfer stuff we feel? You feel we need to mention, but they, there's still not much happening at the moment. Upcar up, up is already presented officially ah, in yes. uh, Alaves. Yeah, we mentioned it really briefly last week. Akbar's yeah. going to Alaves in Primera. He um, didn't really play for Malaga this no. season, so I don't think it's a big loss. No. Um, right, we want to go on to our favourite subject, which is Altani. We, we, we want to start with Altani. Um, we have spoke about, by the way, maybe doing a, a whole podcast or a half a podcast in a couple of weeks about the financial situation of Malaga, which when Chris suggested in the WhatsApp group, I did say, I can't think of anything worse, but I suppose we should. <laughs> yeah, I think I, 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 I hate to talk about it. Yeah. In the beginning, I love to talk about through the season because I thought, well, it, it's what's happening, all the things, all the news. I was every, all the, every day looking uh, for news, but yeah, I, I, I know that, that people are interested yeah, in it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Very interested in it. Uh, we tried to explain it the best way we could uh, on our Facebook, but I think we need to give yeah. a podcast, dedicate a podcast to it, because because it's a lot. It's just yeah, a yeah. lot. I think to understand this football club, you need to understand the stuff that's going on upstairs yes. and behind the scenes, so to speak. So um, I'll, I'll start with Altani um, and then you can tell me some other bits. But the bit that I enjoyed with Altani this week is he's he's back on Twitter. Um, he had a couple of quiet weeks. He, he even didn't tweet about Malaga staying up, but he was tweeting about how the mayor, Francisco De La Torre, and the administrator, Jose Maria Munez, should be investigated. And, yeah, he was already shouting, you know, just, he didn't really give an explanation to why, but he thinks they need to be investigated. Um, what else has he been getting up to, Chris? Yeah, well, the funny the funny thing is about that uh, Twitter is a message about a tweet. That's how you call them. Um, is that he uh, mentioned a few uh, things in it? He uh, mentioned uh, Justicia del Gobierno. That's um, the Spanish uh, juridical department. He uh, mentioned police. Uh, he mentioned the the Spanish Parliament, and well, that's about it. What? Uh, what it's, it's a bit sad. Yeah, it is. He's not. Uh, 
Yeah, he's, he's he's sort of like the 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 shake version of Donald Trump on Twitter. I find he just seems to come out with random, really random stuff at random times. Fortunately, he doesn't use Twitter as much as Donald Trump. But <laughs> you know what? You know what I I find funny because he has uh, one hundred and seventy nine thousand followers on Twitter, and every week he posts a thing like how many new followers yeah, yeah, he received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've you've seen it. And if I see this this week, he has two hundred and three new followers from Pakistan, Indonesia, Qatar, and more. Last oh, week, right. there you go. Well, I, I I think he is buying bots. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think he tweets that. I think it's like an automated thing. I think I can do that if I want, but um, I don't really feel the need to. Um, and. What's happening? What's the judge said about his shares, Chris? Because he's been—he's sort of been told he might have him taken off him completely. Yes. Yes, that's uh, a thing I found on internet. Uh, Diario Sur has said it um, that there is a pot that from the club they think his uh, his um, shares will ta- be taken away in the next week, yeah. and then. Uh, all the remaining shareholders will come together. So that's Blue Bay, uh, the Malaga... Uh, minority. Yeah, how do you call it? Malaga. The, the minority Malaga. shareholders, you'd say in English, but the, 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 the APA is how you'd say in Spanish, isn't it? The yeah, the APA. Yeah. The, the APA has a, a few shares. It's, it's 3%, I think, together. Yeah. It's a group. Um, Kiko used to say... <laughs> Uh, the small sh- shareholders, <laughs> not for being small people, <laughs> but for for having a, mi- a very minor part in shares. I bet I some of them are small. And you... he keeps he keeps saying that, so it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but also Malaga City has a few uh, shares. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's come out is the judges said that Shaheen, who was. What was his role? He was just like chief executive, I suppose, wasn't he? I, I've forgotten he's been away so long now. I forgot what he's actually doing. But he can't come back and run the club either or, you know, run the financial side, I believe, yeah. What did he do, Shaheen, <laughs> in the time he was there? Because I really don't have got a clue. He just stuck up for Altani and wound the fans yeah. up and said he was going to ban the Fondo Sue and just generally was a bit of a really wasn't he <laughs> he's the he's the typical yankee that comes to spain or to europe and think he's the bomb just because he's from america well going back to swansea city swansea city are owned by some absolute cowboys from america at the moment who aren't very popular so yes i can agree with that um so it's, it's a bit it's a bit the american how americans think right yeah i i, I, don't, I, I don't upset any american listeners <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mind upsetting them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. But say. not Trump. <laughs> um, right. So I, I, I don't know. Is there any other? I don't think there's any other big news this week. There probably has been lots more, but that, I think they are the headlines. Um, yes, I think so. Okay. So we're going to go to back towards on the pitch stuff. We're going to do our awards section next, and I will explain how that is going to work after this. Vamos, vamos, 
So here we are at the first ever annual GiriCast End of Season Awards. Um, you know, I'd like to think we'll still be here next year. So I say annual, well, that's the plan. Um, so there's a few categories, well, quite a lot of categories, actually. We have, we're going to get some of the negative ones out of the way first. So um, I'll just list the categories so maybe people can have a think about who they're going to go for. So we got low point of the season, highlight of the season, worst game, best game, disappointment of the season, surprise of the season, goal of the season, the roll-on door, which we'll explain when we get to it, um, player of the season, which we think we're just going to call the Giri cast player of the season, and I missed out, sorry, young player of the season, which I missed out too. So they're the awards we're going to be looking at. So I tried to get the negative, well, more negative ones at the start. We're going to try and alternate. Um, so we're going to start with the low point of the season. So Do you, do you, do you think we need this? Yeah. Wait. Let's do like the drums? Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure you heard it. Wait. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, tell you, maybe maybe we can use it for the last award, for the big yeah, one. We, we'll yeah, do, we will do it for the big award. Yeah, we'll do it there. Low point of the season, having a drum roll towards, um, seems a bit, doesn't work. Um, but, oh. right, low point of the season, well, basically what we've done for each award, we've picked a runner-up and a winner, and then we'll try and pick you know, hopefully we can negotiate between us who won the sort of overall podcast award. So low point. Um, well, do, do you want to give your runner-up first, Chris? What was your low point of the season? Nice my runner, my runner-up will be. I'm going to say um, our game in the Copa del Rey against UM Escobedo, where we lost two 0 that's a great shout. I didn't even think of that. I'm even tempted to change one of mine, though. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it, that was just before Christmas, wasn't it? And it did feel like things were still particularly bleak at the time, even though we'd won a couple of games then. Okay, I think that's a really good one, actually. I, I didn't think of that at all. Um, but I'll stick with my two. So my runner-up was just the last day of the transfer window and basically the Okazaki thing when it became quite clear that we'd really cocked up, basically, and he wasn't going to play for us. That that felt like a particular low point when, especially because I bought a Malaga shirt with Okazaki on the back. So um, that, was a low, that was a low point for me as well. So, um, yeah, they, I think they're two good ones to start with. Do you want to give, what would you say is the lowest point of the season then, Chris? Um, I think probably uh, what happened with Victor. Okay, that's interesting because that's what I've got as well. I've got the Victor okay. sacking. Um, yeah. For well, there's lots of reasons why that's a low point, isn't it? There's a man who had well something criminal done against him, which yes. obviously is a low point anyway. Especially like a man like Victor, who is you know handles himself so well and speaks so intelligently. But then, <laughs> can I laugh about it? Yeah, <laughs> handles himself oh. so well. <laughs> <laughs> Serious man. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, okay. Conducts himself so well, usually. <laughs> anyway. Conducts himself so well. Yeah, and then, okay, go, and then, yeah, the way the club treated him after that um, was horrific. So, yeah. Um, uh, horrible. Okay, so I think when, since we both picked that as, dare I say, the winner, 
Yeah, we'll, because we'll I, I think men should touch their, the, themselves without getting, getting sacked. Yes. So to all men listening, keep touching yourself. <laughs> you crack on with touching it. You keep handling yourself well. Yes. <laughs> um, Doing great, guys. Yeah. Um, and girls. But <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, going away send, from... Send nudes. No, joking. <laughs> going away from handling each other, we're going to go yes. to our highlight of the season, which... It's, it's becoming a quite different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, it. Well, I'm trying to get away from it. You're the one that keeps going back to it. <laughs> I know. Um, send news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Um, highlight of the season then. Um, I think there's probably an obvious one here, but we'll see. I'll try to not be as obvious, but what are you going to do as your runner-up, Chris? My runner-up will be the game against uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Uh, which one? Uh, the, the one after lockdown? The one after yeah, lockdown. Yeah, the heat jam goal. <laughs> but we also have the best match to come. So this will be my uh, best, oh. okay. uh, uh, the runner-up moment of the season. Okay, so that's yours. Um, all right, I'm, I'm being a bit controversial here because I, I wrote two down. But I've got beaten Caddies, which I'm going to say that would be my third place when we beat them at Caddies. My runner-up is going to be a staying up. Because <laughs> I was trying to pick something less obvious. But yeah, that, was, that probably should be the winner, really. But um, I've got something else for my winner. Um, but yeah, I, I've got a staying up as our runner-up. So what was your highlight of the season, Chris? My highlight of the season. It doesn't involve sex this time. Okay. Um, I think my highlight of the season is starting this podcast. Oh, that's a nice answer. Oh. I feel, yes. I feel bad that I didn't choose that now. But. Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, uh, well, I've gone with, just because it was such a good day more than anything, my, my highlight of the season was the, the Racing Santander game at home. It was the game after Altani had been, you know, chucked out of the club. Um, the club had a deal on tickets. How, how really couldn't I say they should pick that moment? Am I? Uh, are we allowed to change our... Uh... Yeah, in a, in a second he can, yeah. But the Racing game was, um, we won 2-0 and the stadium was just, it was a crazy, it was like proper fun atmosphere and everyone was happy and it was just a nice day and we won 2-0, we scored two nice goals. Um, one of my friends was visiting, so he got to see La, La Rosaleda, like full of life and happiness. It was just a really nice day. So that was, and it felt like something was changing then too. It was a positivity which I hadn't really experienced all season with my season ticket. So um, it's up to you, Chris. You can change if you want. I'm changing. Okay. I'm changing it to changing it to Altani getting uh, getting uh, sacked from uh, Malaga as a. Okay. So there you go. We'll we'll say that is the the winner. Then we'll combine the yeah, two. Yeah, but the, that's the most important thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. So Altani go in and slash the celebration at the Racing Santander game about that. Uh, okay, so I've talked about a really fun game there. We'll try and do this bit quickly because it's not a particularly interesting award. I realize I've got worst game next. I'll just say mine really quickly as runner up. I've got. A nil-nil against Fuen Labrada at La Rosaleda. First of all, because it was a dull game. Or there were many. 
Um, I was gutted because Swansea legend Chico Flores wasn't playing. He was injured for friend Labrada, so I didn't even get to see him. And I had a friend visiting from Bristol, who's a Bristol Rovers fan, and I just felt really bad that he had to endure that game. So, sorry, David. Um, yeah. Sorry, David. <laughs> we usually don't suck. But actually, he's quite happy at the moment, because I don't know if you knew this, I only found this out this week, that... Bristol Rovers, who he supports, they have a friendship with Saturday. <laughs> really? So, yeah, yeah. It comes. Uh, uh, there's a long story, it, but it's basically some Bristol Rovers fans bumped into some Saturday fans in Barcelona because they wear the same colour shirts, and they're like, "Oh, we thought you were wearing a Bristol Rovers shirt," and they're like, "No, no, it's Saturday," and they got talking and became friends, and the friendship sort of blossomed. Well. Well, um, I didn't know because I didn't know of the existence of uh, Bristol Rovers. Oh, anyway. What what division do they play? They are in League One at the moment. Um, yes. They, they sort of, Swansea and Bristol Rovers have had some trouble in the past, but Bristol Rovers hate Bristol City and Swansea hate Cardiff and sort of... That's why, right, because I know Bristol City, but yeah, I didn't know Bristol right, Rovers. Okay. I really hope David's not listening to this now. Because <laughs> they... Did they did they play higher than? Uh... No, they're the league below Bristol City, but um, always or uh, they have played in the same division a few times. Yeah, they've sort of floated about, but um, but they they never get it to Championship or Premier League. Uh, no, never right? never the Premier League. But I think they might have they've been in Division One, which is the Championship now. I think again, this is not my specialist subject, but anyway, <laughs> worst game. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. Runner up for worst game, can he? Uh, this is quite a lot here, I know. Um, it wasn't so long ago. I would pick the uh, Lugo game. Yeah, that, that's a good shout again. That was nil nil, wasn't it? Yes. Did he see? We, we got four points out of six up in Galicia this season because we beat Deportivo and we got a point there. So that was a positive there. Um, and I don't know, I think worst game of the season, we talked about it. Very recently, it's got to be that Almeria game at the end of the season when I just really didn't care. Nobody cared. Really? Was that your worst season? Worst was, game? Yeah, because the season was finished. We'd stayed up. Oh, for me, it was it was a, like a, it was a relaxing game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I suppose. Okay, yeah, I suppose if we're talking about. Yeah, but there was. I, 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 that's the point, though, wasn't it? It was a relaxing game. It felt like a friendly. I just didn't care. Um, which was nice, was, which I was happy about. But <laughs> yeah, it was nice for it for for, for one day. Uh, I, I would pick for the worst game. I would pick uh, the the game against Wesca after the restart of the competition. Yeah. Okay. I, I that, was the, that was the worst. I suppose we should have talked about how to pick worst game because I suppose from a Malaga fan perspective, yes, that's not actually a bad. That's not a bad idea, really, because that was. That felt bad. So, yeah, I'm happy to switch to that, actually. I will, we'll say worst game of the season. I don't know. It was entertaining, wasn't it, in a weird sort of way? In, not not for us, but, yeah. Okay, we'll say that was the worst game from a Malaga fan perspective, coming back after the break where we'd done fairly well before the lockdown and then seeing the chaos start again. So, yeah, the 3-1 loss to Huesca, we'll say, is the worst game, which leads us in to our best game of the season. Chris, do you want to go with your runner-up first? 
Well, you will find it crazy that I'm calling this game uh, my runner-up, choosing this game as my runner-up, but it will be the game against Alcorcom. Okay, and I, I'm assuming you're picking the the game we we won two 0 and not the one earlier in the season, which I don't remember. Yes, <laughs> yeah. me neither. Did we win that game? I think ah, we, it doesn't matter. I think we lost one nil. Oh, I think there is a yeah, lot of one nils and nil nils and one ones which blend together early in the season. I I I'm guessing most most uh, fans of Malaga would choose this match as their uh, as their best game, but for me it wasn't. Okay, uh, controversially, it's not in my top two. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but I, I think I have tried to be, I don't know, I've probably tried to be too clever almost. And it probably, if, if I really think of the joy at the end, it probably should be my number two at least. But as my number two, I was thinking more about entertainment value maybe than what the game meant. I've, I didn't see many good games with my season ticket at Malaga. What? Yeah, yeah, believe it or not, I didn't see many goals. So, But the best game, if I take the sort of wanting the three points out of it, was Malaga 3, Elche 3. Only because we were down 3-1 with about 10 minutes left. And I thought, well, Malaga never scored three goals. And we did. We scored two in the last 10 minutes, and then we almost scored a fourth. And it was just really exciting. Um, and it was made... It was made a bit more exciting because Mikel Villanueva decided he'd forgotten how to defend completely, and so you never knew if they were going to score again. It was, it was a proper exciting game, and actually, I remember it was the week after my friend Bristol Rovers David came and witnessed the nil-nil, and he texted me saying, "Why didn't I come this week instead?" I said, like, "Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot more fun." And I'm still sorry, David. <laughs> um, and then, okay, your game of the season, and you've got Alcocon as your second, the 2 0 win at home, your first uh, place. I remember the Elche game. It was a quite stunning game. I loved it. But for me, the best game was the 0 uh, 2 1 in Cadiz. That is what I've got written down as my number one, too. Because that felt like proper heroic stuff because I think we stole the goal and then I seem to remember Munier being brilliant and our defence being brilliant and it's just felt especially after the home game when they were singing about Altani and just being horrible it felt like a really good one and it was still at the start of Pelissé had only been in charge a few weeks yes. still and it was all very positive still so 3,000 Malagistas in the in the Carranza Stadium yeah. and uh, I, I watched the video last Last week about uh, of that game of the fans, it was amazing. Yeah, and was, a great, great atmosphere for me. The best game of the season. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed actually because I was in school, obviously working, and they said, "Oh, the oh. tickets are going on sale tomorrow." I was like, "Cool, cool, I, I'm going to try and get a ticket." And then sold out. I was like, "Oh, great, never mind," because <laughs> I was going to, I was going to try and go. It was on a Sunday though. That was the only issue. But yes, so there you go. I think we all enjoyed that game. And then we're going to have one more award before we take a bit of a break. So I'll let you, well, I suppose we're going to go for players for this. Um, not necessarily the play, the worst player of the season, because we have our own award for that coming up. But who has been your biggest disappointment of the season? So or like the player that perhaps hasn't performed as you would have liked, I suppose. So runner up. Mm-hmm. Renato Santos. Okay, I think that's I think. it. Yeah, I think that's I w- a good one. I would have picked Pacheco, but he 
was injured. Yeah. And he he played the last month months with the with the injury. So I think I think he's one of the best players that he kept playing with the injury. Yeah. Well, he actually had to be operated for. Yeah. So Renato Santos disappointed me. Yeah, I suppose you could say Pacheco was a disappointment, but not because of his. It wasn't like his fault. I suppose it was just a disappointment that he couldn't play as much. Um, I've got written down for my runner-up Buena Casa just because we signed him in January again. He's another one I I I, I think has had injury issues, so I do sympathise. But we needed someone to come in and help Sadiku, and um, he, I, he's I, a, he, so, I know, but. Um, I think we 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 bought well we signed Buenacasa just because uh, we needed someone and there was no money and it was the only thing left. Yeah, we needed some legs basically. Didn't yeah, we? Um, you went you you want you once went on holiday and and walked into a store to get a drink or uh, something to eat and there's nothing and you see one thing you <laughs> you really don't like but that's the only thing you know and that's the only. Uh, only thing you can pay with your last money left. Yeah, they, they, well, this happened yesterday to me, actually, because obviously it's very hot here in Marbella at the moment, and I was going to the, I was going shopping yesterday, and I really wanted a Fanta lemon, just a can. I thought that would do perfect. And I went in the first shop I saw, and all they had was Fanta strawberry, and I thought, well, that'll do. And I started drinking, and I was like, this is horrible. Yes, well... <laughs> So Buena Casa is the Fanta strawberry of the team. I think so, yes. <laughs> there you go. Um I, I also think it's awful. Fanta strawberry. Oh, it's horrible. It did and I, I and then I had to, you know, I had to frantically look for just any any other drink then to get rid of the taste of it. Um yeah, that was yeah, that, that you know, if I had to pick a winner here, it would be disappointment of the season, Fanta strawberry, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anyone else as your number one then? Oh shit! I also have to pick a number one. Oh, Benkemasa. No, no, Bulabrut. Bulabrut. Okay. I, I thought you might. Well, I, I tell you what mine is, and again, um, it's just the fact that he didn't live up to expectation. I've got Aaron Niguez written down just because he oh, didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I'm changing again. Okay. Aaron Niguez. Okay, you can have that. Yeah. So Aaron, ne- not not again, not through any fault of his own, I don't think. But no, should we give him a contract? I don't know because I I do, I literally like do not know how he's done in training. They've all spoke positively about his character and stuff, but I don't know. I I trust I trust Gaspar and Pelissier to make that decision, and this looks like he's being released, which is sad. I... I think he's quite. He looks like a typical Aussie uh, surf dude. He does look like a surfer dude, doesn't he? he also, like in, in all his photos, he's got a big cheesy smile as well. And yeah. uh, no, he's just been really unlucky again. Um, uh, that's that's why he's my disappointment of the season. Not for any, yeah. not criticizing him, just because it's okay. a shame. He, I, I suppose a better way to word this would be the biggest shame of the season because it would be nice to have seen him. Um, so there you go. There's there's our first lot of awards. You can you know it'd be quite cool if people could comment on the Facebook page and Twitter and say if they agree or anything we missed out. Obvious, but we're going to take a little bit of a break and come back with the rest of our awards.
So we're on to part two of our awards, and we're going to start this second part with surprise of the season. So this is going to be the player who you maybe didn't expect so much from and, and has surprised you, I suppose. So runner-up to start with, Chris. Who have you got as your runner-up? Um, runner-up will be Sadiku. Okay. Why does he surprise you? Because he was not so good in the first few games, and then he started to be better and better, and he got actually quite good. Because that's exactly what I've got written down as well, and for the same reasons. It's um, yeah, because he was, and I suppose there was still the disappointment with Sadiku that he wasn't Okazaki, and yeah, I think I think I said the story on here before, didn't I? About um, when I got the plane to Las Palmas with the players, and I gave him a bit of a pat on the back because I'd. I'd been quite angry with him in the stadium quite a lot, shouting and saying he's useless. But yeah, his his turnaround did surprise me. And then I'm not saying he's the perfect striker, but he he didn't, he didn't stop. So yes, I think after those first few weeks, he surprised me with the amount of goals he got to. Um, when I put this out on Twitter, actually, quite a few people did say, and I thought of picking Quampi, because a lot of them were saying that they're surprised how good he's been since we've come back from the lockdown. So that was the other one, I thought, maybe. But um, but yeah, I can say Sadiku and your main surprise of the season. Yeah, Wampi. I thought you'd pick Wampi. That's an easy question. Yeah. He let me down like three three or four seasons already. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you'd pick Wampi. Um, mine is going to be just because I knew nothing about him and he came from nowhere, is Anthony, where he just got put in the team and he was brilliant. He was just our best player, like, very quickly. So just because he... I knew there was he was in the youth team and doing quite well, but he seemed to climb up to the first team and be, like, our star player very quickly. So I, I picked Anthony. But um, just because... Yeah, I can understand. Just because I think a lot of I think a lot of fans would probably agree with what you said, Chris. I think surprise of the season probably would be Quampy. I'd, I'd go with that. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, Orteta Morente because yeah. at the start of the season I wasn't I, I didn't know he was coming. Yeah, so that's that's it a, was quite a surprise. Actually, uh, that's uh, a, I, I stick with Quampy. Yeah, I, actually, that's a very good shout because I think uh, a few weeks ago I I asked Pablo when he was on here, didn't I? That like. Did did you know about him? And he was like, oh yeah. He he sort of said he heard he was like quite good, but there was not much of a a buzz around signing signing a winger from Lugo, was there? And he just yeah, that, I think that's a good option as well. Um, okay, so we've got four left. So we'll start with goal of the season, which I sort of feel like we may have covered this on last week's podcast. But we'll just in case you've had a week yes. to think about it. Uh, what is your runner up, Chris? My runner-up, my runner-up is the. I I don't remember a lot of goals actually from the whole season, so it's it's quite difficult because doing this it, it might you stay with the 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 last matches I think, mm -hmm. but I remember I don't remember who it was. The runner-up was for uh, Tete Morente. Uh, somewhere this season he made a brilliant goal. Yeah, against Racing. It was the game I mentioned earlier, the one when he just ran down the wing and just hit it really hard. 
Um, that was the Racing exactly. game. Exactly. Yeah, that that would have been my third. So I'm quite surprised, actually, because, I, like I said, I thought we'd done this last week because my runner-up is the Huampi solo goal because as for reasons we talked about okay. last week because it was just fun when he just sort of looked up and had a little run and scored. It was good fun. And then goal of the season then, Chris. Yeah, Tete Morente again. <laughs> yes, that, that's who I've got to. I'm guessing we're talking about the, the twirling goal against Alcocon. Yeah, it's yeah. a true, yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful I twirl. don't know, like a ballet dancer. It is, yeah, like a, yeah, like a twirl or pirouette or... Yeah, it was, I think I said last week, like a ballet dancer. is beautifully done. And, and, I, and I think the... The other thing that's good about that goal is he jam at the start of it when he puts the defender on his ass. Basically, I just think that was that was fun too. So yeah, um, yeah, the te- the te- yeah, and it was main, mainly the the relief. Yes, and that as well. I, I got after that goal and the shouting and the jumping on the streets in, in my <laughs> yeah. town where I live. Yeah, so because yeah. I was on my way to work. Yeah, and actually that was because um, my third choice would have been the goal you said, the one against Racing. And for the same sort of reason, I suppose, because that, like I said, that game felt like a party, and that goal was scored fairly early on. I think it was in the first within the first twenty minutes, and it just seemed to kick start the party again. And it was it was good fun. Um, okay, so we've yeah. got three awards left. So we'll do the negative one first. I think um, we, we've stolen this off the a Sports Direct Radio. It's essentially worst player of the season. But they've decided to call it the Roland Door, named rather harshly, I think, after our Argentinian midfielder Roland. Um, but I got, you know, the name's quite funny, Roland Door. So I was quite happy to go along with it. So, Chris, who is your runner-up in our worst player of the season award, aka the Roland Door? My runner-up will be. Uh, Benkemas. Okay. Do you want to explain why? <laughs> That's why. Um, yes, I want to. Um, he played one good game. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a very bad player. And, he, and even that game, he played quite well. We got like really excited about him, didn't we? Because we're like, oh, he's played a good game. Like, like when a little kid yes. does something for the first and you, time. <laughs> and, and you remember the match after it? Yes, he was awful again. Okay, so I've got yeah, two written down so here. He, um, I'm gonna, okay. actually, I'm gonna actually go with because I couldn't decide between Ben Kamasa or Boularud, but I'm gonna pick Boularud because I think Ben Kamasa did have that one game, and Boularud when he plays, I always, I don't, I never feel quite as safe. I think Ben Kamasa at least causes a bit of havoc, whether that's just fouling people. Is. But, um, and Boularud, remember he played that crazy pass one game? I can't, can't remember who he was against. It might have been Lugo when he, he cut it across pitch and set them up on an attack. That was quite funny, but also quite scary. Um, and then who are you going to go for your winner of the roll on door, Chris? <laughs> well, it's, it's a shame, but I'm going for Boularud. Ah, poor Boularud. But yeah, I, well, I've given him my runner-up. Um, actually, the one I'm going to say is I think I've sort of attacked him quite a lot on this podcast. And you mentioned him earlier. 
as your disappointment of the season. I'm, I'm going to say Renato Santos, I think. But it, it quite it, it amazed me when I saw that he's created three goals this year, which is our highest assists alongside Juanpi and Tete Morente, I think. So, but otherwise, I think he's been awful. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm thinking about. What amazes me most is that Roland doesn't even win his own award. <laughs> oh, I know he can't even can't even do. <laughs> that's, that, <laughs> he can't, that's how bad he is. <laughs> he can't even be bad in a good way that stands out. Um, so yeah, I suppose oh. I suppose the winner there. I suppose if you want to call it a winner, is Boulevard then. So sorry, Boulevard. Um, but that's how it is. Um, so two awards left. We're going to start with then the Young Player of the Season Award. Chris, your runner-up as our best young player of the season. You're making it so difficult. <laughs> My runner-up will be... Mm, Ismael Casas. That's a good shout, actually. Because actually, this is, this is a very hard award because I spent... Um, because I'm even looking at my answers now, and I might I might change it, um, but I think Ishmael's a very good shout, and I think I've spoke loads about my love of him already. But he's not in mine. Um, my runner-up is what? No, no, he's not. Um, my runner-up is going to be Juan Day, and he's actually written down as my winner here, but I've changed my mind because um, I think Juan Day. Uh, I think especially obviously since we've come back from lockdown. He's had a lot to put on him and he's just dealt with it perfectly. I, I think he's been absolutely flawless. He looks calm. He's a good footballer. I, I just think he's brilliant. I think he's going to go on to have a really good career, which I imagine <laughs> will not be at Malaga eventually. But, you know, it sounds like he's going to stay next season, which is great. But, yeah, I'm going to put him as my runner-up. And Yeah, I know. You're going to pick as a winner. Okay. Okay, who do you think I'm going to pick then? I, Luis Munoz. No, I'm not actually. What? No, because I thought about it. He was, it was, it's really difficult, this. And actually, I've got him down as you know competing for my player of the season as well. But I'll tell you mine then. Again, it's quite, it's quite boring, but um, the most joy I got out of the first half of the season. No, no, in my no, no, no. No, no, no. If you're saying Hicham, I will turn nope. off my computer directly. No, nope. I'm not saying Hicham. I'm saying Antonin. Then it's okay. Antonin. Because I, uh, I, yeah. I think the problem with Antonin is, and I had to think about this a, quite a bit, was because he's not been at the club since January, you sort of forget how good he was before January almost. Um, and he was the only bright spark in a team that was really dull. Um, he wasn't like scoring lots and lots of goals, but he, uh, he was just so... You know, like I said, I had a season ticket. I saw a lot of dull football and he was the only thing that was exciting for months. So that's what made me pick him. And it sounds like as well, when we talked about transfer stuff earlier, it sounds like he might be going on loan to Cadiz, which is sad because Granada have qualified for Europe. And I've heard him being, they've said they might loan him out to another Primera team. So it'd be great if he wants to come back here, but I don't think that will happen. Do you miss him? Yeah, I love him. He was like my favourite. He's just great. He's just exciting. Really? Do you miss him a lot? Yeah. Does this lead into something? Yes. I've got a feeling there's some...
I miss Antonin as well. He has this sparkle over. He had this sparkle over the team. <laughs> you knew. You, you you knew when he had the ball, some something was happening. Okay. Antonin, we miss you. <laughs> are you gonna pick your winner, or are you just gonna play the music? Enough. Okay. Your winner. My winner. Yeah. Um, difficult. It because is difficult. I. I Called Anton, uh, I called um, Ismail Kassa second, and that makes me think in putting. I have, to, I have to choose, but I have. I was thinking about it all week because I thought it would come. This uh, talent of the of the season would come on. So um, I'll go for Juan De. Cool. Well, that's that's good then. Because, but then the good thing there, I suppose, for Malaga is that it's difficult to pick young player of the season, which I suppose is a good thing for us because. I, I I did think about like Hicham's being up there for me. I know he's inconsistent and stuff, but he's exciting. Um, he, and then obviously you said Munez, who I suppose won't be at the club next year, and he'll be over twenty three next year anyway. So I suppose he's not I, young anymore. I had to choose about between Munez, uh, Munez, and um, and Juan de, but I pick Juan de because I think uh, the most difficult position. Probably is a central defender. Yeah, because right. you really can't make a mistake, and he, he did it. He did it flawless. So yeah. yeah, well done. So Juan de can be the outright winner there, since I put him a second as well. Then, okay. So here we are. We're on to the big one, the one that I'm sure everybody's been waiting for. I can imagine the players have been in the in the changing room after games, and they've been speaking about. I really want to win Gary Cass Player of the Season. I'm sure it's been the talk of. Malaga club to football, but here we are picking our player of the season. So, Chris, do you want to give your runner-up to start with? Uh, my runner-up. Difficult, so difficult. Sifu. Okay, you said you said difficult. Before you say why Sifu, what, who else is maybe going through your head there as a runner-up then? Because you said it's difficult. Sifu, Sadiku. Kaidibare, uh, Adrian. Yeah. Okay. So you've gone with Luis Sifu. Hernandez. Yeah. You've gone with Sifu. What? Why? Why Sifu? What, what's been so good about Sifu this season? I think Sifu is is so important for Malaga. He's a good defender. He he's also in attack. He, he he's a he's almost a winger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just over the whole wing. Yeah, he's very from energetic. defending to attacking, very quick. Yes, he definitely. He's in uh, my he's in my list of like honourable mentions. Definitely, um, I've also well, I was going to say also picked a defender, but as you've just said, it's arg. You know, you could argue that Sifu isn't much of a defender. He's more of an attacking right back or wing back. I've picked David Lomban as my runner up because. I think since Christmas, and I could have picked Luis Hernandez as well because Luis Hernandez has been exceptional. But I think David Lomban has had, has been ultra consistent. Certainly since he got in the team, sort of Christmassy time, he seemed to play a lot more. Uh, he's popped up with important goals. He always looks like really calm. I think he, I think I talked last week. He, he's really good at playing these sort of passes out of the fence, like long balls, usually to like Sifu or. Juanca, um, and 
again, I think he's been brilliant with Juan De, where we've had a young player and he's helped coach him through these games. And he, I just think he's a really clever centre-back and I think he's done very little wrong this year. So I, I went with David Lombard as my runner-up. Very important. Yeah, and again, you could have picked any of those. You could have picked Luis Hernandez as well. I think it's there's a lot of the defense. Like you know, we had the best defense in the league. Could have picked Munier um, if it wasn't for some of those like crazy mistakes he made. Certainly at the first game of the season and that game against Miranda's when he let the ball roll under his foot and oh no, he got tackled, didn't he? He didn't let it roll under his foot. Okay, so Chris, your winner of the Giri Cast Player of the Season. My winner is Luis Hernandez. Oh, okay. So talk us through. Why Luis, Luis Hernandez? On the last day of the transfer window, when Okazaki uh, uh, couldn't be uh, registered uh, uh, in the list for the uh, for our team, for Malaga, um, there was one player who drove to La Rosaleda to, um, how do you call it? To lower his salary, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and that was Luis Hernandez, and he's a great defender, a great person, and the thing that the, that he did on the last transfer, on the last day of the transfer window, uh, surprised me, and uh, was a great gesture from him, and he played a wonderful season until his um, injury. He got injured. Um, that's why he missed uh, all the games after restart of the competition. Uh, when he came back, he played directly a game. Um, afterwards, he had, was injured again, and he said he could play. He could still play, but he was willing to play with his injury. So yeah, I think that's a very good explanation. So it says obviously, I think. We've said on the podcast, like since we've started this podcast, he's not played a game, but we've spoke about him as probably being one of the best defenders in the league. If you know, some people could even say he's the best defender in the league. But yeah, I definitely agree with your um, your character analysis of him, like a proper leader off the pitch. And um, I can tell you, going back to my trip to Las Palmas, when we were on the plane, he um, there was a few Malaga fans on the plane. And he got out of his seat once we were in the air and he went round to every single Malaga fan, including me, and, you know, came over, shook our hands and said, thank you for travelling to the game. So I thought that was a nice touch. He's, you know, for him to... It's a simple thing, like just going over and thanking fans. But, you know, as a fan, you remember that, I think. Yeah, so I definitely agree with your character analysis of him there. Um, Do you want to drum roll mine as well then? Yeah, here it goes. Okay, my winner is Tete Morente because I sort of think that like after January when obviously Victor got sacked and we sort of mentioned those circumstances and Pelissé took over, I think Tete Morente just helped change our season as much as anyone. He immediately got the ball running and started scoring goals and working hard and setting up goals. And I think... If we stayed up by three points in the end, and I think the signing of him was worth probably more than three points, and 
I think if we hadn't signed him and he hadn't performed as he did, I think we would have got relegated. That was my thinking and scored important goals. He seems to have a good attitude. He seems to, he's, you know, they all do. I know all the players come out and say they love playing for Malaga and it's a special place and all that, but he, he does seem pretty genuine about it. And as Sifu said, who was your runner up, Sifu called him the Messi of La Linea. So I went with Tete Morente. So that's interesting. We've got four different players. We've got four different players there. So that's a, a good sign. He's probably the, the the only player who can put in a ball in the box and then with the actual result. Yeah, and also when he's with in the, the ball box, actually so. going somewhere. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll leave we'll we'll call we'll say all four of them are winners there, and we'll let people people can put on Facebook whether they agree or disagree, and they can perhaps decide the outright winner. Perhaps we could do a vote. Perhaps we'll do a, a Facebook vote and a Twitter vote and. <sighs> And th- and we'll let the- yeah. Okay. How how do how do how do we do that? I, I know how to do that. We'll talk about that later. Um, we'll do um. We'll okay. let for the that that seems a good way. The Giri Cast Player of the Season. We've come up with our nominees. We'll let the people that listen decide the winner, and then we can announce the winner next week. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, we'll make it up as we go along there. So that's how we'll do it. Um, but yeah, they are our awards of the season. If you disagree with any of them, of course, you can get in touch on Facebook and Twitter and tell us. I'm sure you have different opinions because that's the the joy of football is everyone sees the game differently. So it'd be interesting to hear your views or anything else you'd like to add. Um, Oh, Chris, I've almost forgot, Chris. I did say, is there any other awards we've missed out on? And Chris said, well, we haven't done best haircut, so we should probably squeeze that in before we finish this up because obviously best haircut is important. So... You suggested it, Chris. Uh, who, uh, we'll just go with who, who who are you thinking of and who's your winner, quickly. I really love the haircut of Renato Santos. Yeah, very, lot, lots of gel in that hair, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's so that's your winner? Uh, yeah, that's my... I have to do a runner-up as well. Okay. I would say he chum. Yeah. He, tries, he tries hard. Okay, well, I, I, I'm going to... With colouring his hair and... Well, I, I, I like, I like uh, Sifu's whole look. I think, you know, the hair and the beard is very hipstery. So I'll put him as runner-up. And I'm gonna, I, I, like, I like a blonde-haired footballer, so I'll go Hicham as well. But, yeah, there's quite a few, you know, Adrian's got a nice bit of hair going on. His is quite... Um, is there anyone else, really? Sadiku has a nice little flick back, like his fringe yeah. flick back. That's, um, yeah. I, I like the Sifu, Sifu thing as well, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm so changing Sifu to my runner-up. Okay, there you go then. So there's um, there's the important one ticked off. If you if you want to disagree with that, then feel free also to get in touch. But uh, we're going to finish up this week's podcast with something a bit different. We're gonna we're gonna test quiz uh, quiz quiz. You're not quiz. Chris's knowledge of the season with a short little quiz. So we will move on to that next. <laughs> Okay, so to finish up this week's podcast, we're going to do 10 questions on Malaga's 2019-2020 season. Um, of course, you can play along at home. Chris has just told me he's scared. So I don't think I've made him 
too difficult, but I've also um I've said each 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 answer's worth two points because some of them I might be able to give you one point if you get it sort of half right. So Chris, are you ready? I am. Okay. I'm, I'm, let me say this first. I'm not using a computer or okay, that's, uh, I trust anything. I, I want to get up. Uh, Another thing I want to say is I might I might surprise you all with how little I know. <laughs> well, next week you said we might turn it around and you ask me a question. So if I'm too yes. if, if I'm too harsh this week, you can get um, revenge next week. Okay. So the first question, Chris. Chris, I've got any quiz again. I can't say Chris all of a sudden. Um, the first question. So the, the player who had the most minutes for Malaga this season was Munya in goal. But which outfield player played the most minutes for Malaga this season? I would say... Sadiku? Oh, you're so close. Right, so Sadiku was third with six minutes less than the other player. Do you want one more guess and I'll give you a point if you can get the next one. Okay. Um, so Sadiku, so you got Munir, this person, Sadiku. Adrian? It is not Adrian. And oh, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit disappointed for you because it's, it's your, one of your favourites is Sifu, which surprised me actually. Because I thought he'd had a few injuries, but Sifu has had two thousand nine hundred and forty-four minutes, and Sadiku's had two thousand nine hundred thirty-eight minutes. Well, I can't. I, can't I, I, I knew Sadiku was close to being it. Yeah, uh, but he got changed in the last match. Last match yeah. So I knew Sadiku did it until uh, until the competition stopped. Honestly, though, if you'd asked me that question, I would have said Sadiku. And then I think I would have picked, I think he was fourth. I probably would have picked Juancar ahead as Sifu, so I wouldn't have got that. Um, Okay, (laughs) another sort of statistic one, sorry. Which player played the most passes for Malaga this season? Give you two guesses again. Well, you're making it hard. Um, Next one, please. I would say Juanpi. Not Juanpi. And this one's really far out in front of the other players, weirdly. Kaidi Barre? It is not Kaidi Barre, I'm sorry. It is the player you give the player of the season award to. It's Luis Hernandez, weirdly enough. Who I suppose we play out of defence quite a lot, so... He he played one thousand four hundred and seventy one passes. So it's Luis Hernandez played more passes than any other Malaga player this season, even though he missed all those games at the end. It was twelve games, twelve games at the end. Crazy. Well, he still had the most passes. That's amazing. Yeah. So this one, um, if if you read, I wrote an article about this. So if you read it, Chris, it's an easy one. What squad number did we give Okazaki? I did read the article, yeah, and I, I talked, just don't remember. And I is talked it about being... It is correct, yes. Because I said it's my lucky oh. number. Um, well, I'm actually... I'm, Punch we- me, I'm wearing my Swansea City shirt at the moment with Sigurdsson 23 on the back, just to 
Points mean Pacharan. Points mean Pacharan, yeah. So if you've got any Pacharan, you can have two now. Okay. Question four. So you got two points so far. I'll give you two points so you got that one right, first of all. Malaga won the first game of the season against Racing Santander. When, oh, sorry, who was the team they beat next? Who Malaga beat next? So they, I, 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 I thought you'd make it easy. Who scored the goal or in what minute? <laughs> because the, the, the goal was in the 89th minute. It was, and it's by Adrian. So no, we, it was by Hugo Viejo. No, it was by Adrian. No, Hugo Viejo made the first goal. Right, no. Oh, he might have made it, but Adrian scored a header. No, trust me. I'm, I'm now I'm overruling on that. I'm going to take points off. Okay. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll pause in ah. a second. We'll pause at the end and we'll check that. But the question is, basically, what team did we beat second in the league? Because um, there was a long gap. <laughs> Deportivo? Correct answer. We did not beat, we did not win another game till the 20th of October, which is away to Deportivo. And we beat them 2-0. Which leads into the next question. Who was, what was our first home win of the season? Our first home win. Um, we played... Let me think. We played the... When did we play at home, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Lugo? It was not Lugo. No, because we dropped Lugo at home. Yeah, they scored in the 110th minute against us. <laughs> One more guess. Let me think. Well, we tried because I don't remember who we won against. Um, Fuenlabrada? It is not. It's know. around the right time. Basically, the week after we beat Deportivo, we beat Oviedo 2-1 at La Rosaleda on the 26th of October. So it took till, so I had the season ticket in August, it took till the end of October for me to see Malaga win a game. Okay, this one is a, this one is a bit harder, so I'll give you, if you get within one of it, I'll give it to you. Okay. How many nationalities, of like nationality of players, did Malaga use this season? So you can think them on this a bit. Oh, wait. Shit. Um, let me think. Let me think. Uh, it's good these oh, pauses it's because it, it gives people to think who are listening. <laughs> I would say... Seven or eight. I'll give you two for that because you said seven first. It is indeed seven. Do you want to have a go at naming them? <laughs> Spanish. Yeah. Albanian. Yeah. Uh, Venezuelan. Yeah. Uh, uh, then there is, let me think. Um, uh, where is he from? Uh, ben Kamasa, he's from. Uh oh, oh I I own Algeria Algeria Yeah yeah Algeria 
Three um, left. So that's five. Yeah. Uh, Argentinian Roland. Yeah. There's so one. that's six already? You've got two left. Oh, Morocco? Yeah. And there's one player of one other nationality. Big country. Yes, let me think. We talked about the player a bit uh, earlier. Well, not a big country, a famous country. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Portugal. Renato Santos. Oh, yeah, Portugal, right. <laughs> okay. Renato Santos, yeah. Next one. How many red cards did Malaga receive this season? Red cards? Yep. Because I think we talked about this on a podcast, so that's what I was going to see if you remember. Ten. Red cards? Eight? No. <laughs> Four? Three. And what was unique about those three red cards? They all came. Did we only? They all came after the restart. We didn't have any red cards until after lockdown because Barre got sent off twice and Lombard got sent off. They were our only red cards of the season. Diego Gonzalez got sent off as well. Ah, right. Okay, that might be a trick one then because maybe he got two yellow cards. <laughs> because I think yeah, a direct red card you meant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that makes more sense. My bad. Okay, because okay. we uh, before we already received enough red cards, I think. Okay, well, we had three red cards, actual straight red cards, yeah. Yeah, okay. I okay, thought I'll take the, the blame for that one for not researching properly. Okay. Two ha- times second will count as well, I thought. Okay. It would count as well. How, okay. How many nil-nils did Malka get this season? You just couldn't pick draws for anything. It had to be nil-nils. Yeah. Okay, um... Because these are all things we said on the podcast. I remember saying them on the podcast. If you listen to listen to me, you learn these things. Oh, <laughs> uh, this horrible boy! It's like, it's this like me being a teacher again now, isn't it? Checking <laughs> the kids have been listening in class. <laughs> I, I, I I am listening, but I'm forgetting a lot of things. <laughs> Eight or nine? Uh, let's say no less six. Okay, that's not correct. Do you want one more? Seven. 10 nil nils. 10 nil nils, wow. Which is crazy. Okay. Uh, two left, two questions left. And I think, I, 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 I know, I've said, I think they're a little bit easier. Okay. What was odd about the first 45 minutes of Sergio Palace's first home game when we beat Ponferradina 1 nil? If something happened in that game in the first 45 minutes, that was odd. And the fact it's a home game is important. Um, it was a home game, the first of the season of Pedicier. Um I'll give you a bit of a clue. Antonin scored. It was 1-0 in the first two minutes. Was it that there were no fans on the... On the... Yep. Correct. No, no fans in... Uh... The in the... Yes, I'll give you that. On my side of the stadium? Yeah, the Fondo sued. They boycotted because they were against lots of things, but Victor's sacking mainly. So, yeah, there were no fans behind the goal for the first 45 minutes when we scored the only goal and they were protesting outside. And then last one then, and again, I think <laughs> I think you should get this now. Which game had the highest attendance at La Rosaleda this season? This season? Yeah. 
And I should get this? Yeah, Is it the Cardis game? No, it's, we talk, I, I, I mentioned it twice earlier. Oh. Elche? Nope. I don't know. The Racing game, when Tete scored the goal and everyone was celebrating Altani not being there. Oh. We, they did say oh, we'd, yeah. they did say we had a sellout that game, but um, but we didn't. Okay, Chris. So yeah, like you said, maybe 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 some of these are a bit easier for me to remember just because I went to the games and I suppose if you're there, they stick in your head a bit more. You got eight, Chris. So you got what number is Okazaki? First, first win after Racing. The nationalities oh. one you got. No, no. They they were perhaps a bit harder than I realised. And you got the fans not being on the fondo. So, you know, if you think I've been horrible, Chris, we can maybe do you can turn it on his head next week and make it really difficult for me. Especially I will. especially because obviously I've only been following Malaga this season. If you wanted to be really nasty, you could pick pick other seasons and I, I could end up with zero quite easily. So um but yeah. I'm going to I'm going to make it very hard. Okay. I'm no, okay. yeah, I, I know. And, and the worst thing is you said all these things on the podcast <laughs> and I just, I can't remember. But to be honest, I don't even remember what I had for dinner last night. <laughs> I know what you had for dinner last night. You had sushi. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I went out for sushi with see, the wife. Look, see how much I listen? I take it all in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed that. Like quiz, it'd be quite cool if, if anyone else wants to send in questions that you could maybe use next week, Chris. And um, it's up to them, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, send questions, yeah. Again, as we said earlier, make sure you know we're quite happy for you to interact with our awards and things like that and let us know who you'd pick as your winner for each of those awards. Especially, we'll try and sort out a vote for player of the season. And is there anything you'd like to add before we go, Chris? Yes, I already mentioned it on our Facebook page, uh, but it's difficult times again because COVID-19 is uh, making its way back uh, into society through all of Europe. So uh, I just wanted to stay, say uh, keep safe and stay strong and uh, let's hope there will uh, soon be an, uh, a medicine against it and we can go outside and go back to the Costa del Sol again. Excellent stuff. That seems a that seems a nice message to finish on. So thank you as always, Chris. Um, I look forward to my quiz next week, and uh, thank you all for listening. And vamos Malaga, and speak to you next week. Bye.